faithfulness, oh God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not Thy compassions, they fail not, as Thou hast Margaret for sharing with us this morning. If you'll allow me, I'd like to do something just a little bit different this morning. I'd like for everyone, if you would, 
just to pause for a moment, close your eyes, think about where you're at. And think about meeting the Lord's Spirit here. If you would, just join me for just a moment. It's not every day that we have opportunity to come here. But it is every day that I step into this sanctuary that I feel the Spirit of the Lord. And I know a lot of you are the same way. You can't hardly wait to get here. And I see faces this morning that are here who haven't been able to be with us. I'm certainly glad you're here this morning. I'd like to uh, read from 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, in part. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let's continue our service. We'll use hymn number 578.
Pray with me, dear Lord, we invite your spirit here with us today. Please be with Eric, give us the words to say, be with us until we be again in Jesus' name, amen. thoughts today I'm going to be reading from uh, Mark 10 24 through 26 it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God and they were astonished out of measure saying among themselves who then can be saved and Jesus looking upon them said with men that trust in riches it is impossible but not impossible with men who trust in God and leave all for, all for my sake, for with such all these things are possible. Will you bow with me? Our dear God in heaven, Lord, uh, as we come at this time of thy service, as we would reach forth our hands, Lord, I would pray that you would uh, bless the monies that uh, would go into thy plate, that uh, it would be for the further men of thy kingdom, Lord, for those that uh, would need, and uh, for... Uh, the purposes that uh, you would you would fulfill it with, Lord, and I pray that you would bless those that would not be able to reach forth today, knowing uh, their heart, Lord, that uh, it would be well with them to uh, have thy spirit still here with them, Lord, that they would understand that uh, when they have it, they will be able to give it, Lord, as you have made promise that uh, there will be times of need and times of uh, of a plenty, Lord. I pray that we would continue to always remember that you are always with us, that you would be with it in all things. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen.
Wherefore I, the Lord, knowing the calamity which should come upon the inhabitants of the earth, called upon my servant Joseph Smith, Jr., and spake unto him from heaven, and gave him commandments, and also gave commandments to others, that they should proclaim these things unto the world, and all this that it might be fulfilled, which was written by the prophets. The weak things of the world shall come forth and break down the mighty and strong ones, that man should not counsel his fellow man, neither trust in the arm of flesh, but that every man might speak in the name of God the Lord, even the Savior of the world. And again, my beloved brethren, I would speak unto you concerning hope. How is it that ye can attain unto faith, save ye shall have hope? And what is it that ye shall hope for? Behold, I say unto you that ye shall have hope through the atonement of Christ and the power of his resurrection, to be raised unto life eternal, and this because of your faith in him according to the promise. Wherefore, if a man have faith, he must needs have hope, for without faith there cannot be any hope. And again, verily I say unto you, my friends, I leave these sayings with you to ponder in your hearts with this commandment which I give unto you, that ye shall call upon me while I am near. Draw near unto me, and I will draw near unto you. Seek me diligently, and ye shall find me. Ask, and ye shall receive. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. and look at my feet It's okay if it's hard to believe I have faith that you will do greater things But it's my time to go But before I leave to do here before you leave so go tell the world about me I was dead but now I live 
was not the end of the journey, the end of the road. My spirit is with you wherever you go. You have a purpose and I have a plan. I'll make you this promise that I'll come back again. But until then, go tell the world about me. I was dead, but now I live. I've got to go now for a little while. But goodbye is not the tell them about me I've got to go for a little while but goodbye is not the I was dead, but now I live. Thank you, Margaret. That's my message for you all today. You know, our uh, reunion, I know, uh, as I sat up front one evening and I looked out over the congregation and as some of you, uh, many of you know, half of the people at reunion our children, and I thought to myself, um, uh, of all the things that uh, that these children need, and perhaps that we need as well, uh, it is hope. We need hope, and uh, that's what I thought I'd talk to you about today. That that was my inspiration. In the book of Proverbs. Uh, the author says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I think that's true, that if we, we do not have hope, if we do not have something to look to, if we're simply wandering uh, aimlessly, we will fall by the wayside. And so it's important that we have that, um, that vision ahead of us. And you know, this is why Lehi was commanded to go back and to get the brass plates so that his people, his posterity, would know where they came from, but they'd also know where they were going. They would be able to have that vision and to uh, be able to see into the future. And uh, even uh, in our day, brothers and sisters, just as I read to you, I, the Lord, knowing the calamity that will come on the earth, the Lord moved in his power and in his wisdom to speak to Joseph Smith and to bring forth the restoration in that time for the sake of us, that we might have hope, that we uh, would know that we are uh, 
that there is uh, something greater that is ahead of us that we uh, should be looking for, and that is the kingdom of Zion. That is to be our hope and uh, in the uh, promise of Zion and in the promise of, uh, that our Savior makes to all those who will believe on his name. Because uh, there's going to be, as he said, there's going to be calamity. I believe it. We were talking in class today about, um, Joe was talking about this uh, concert that he went to. And uh, I've thought to myself on uh, more than one occasion, how will the Lord gain the attention of people? The, uh, the people that are around us in, uh, in this country, but in other countries as well, how is he going to get their attention when their attention is on other things? When their attention is upon their, their, their own uh, desires and the things that they want, the things that are in the world that uh, turn our eyes away from the Savior. The, uh, perhaps it's riches, perhaps it's technology, perhaps it's uh, lust of the flesh. We could go on and on. These things that turn our eyes away from the Savior. And how will he gain their attention? And he tells us, he tells us in section 85. And I think that this will be part of it. Because he says that after your testimony, that's our testimony, which we've failed in. Brothers and sisters, we have failed, I believe, in that testimony in the way that uh, we should have. After your testimony cometh the testimony of earthquakes that shall cause groanings in the midst of her, and men shall fall upon the ground and shall not be able to stand. And also cometh the testimony of the voice of thunderings and the voice of lightnings and the voice of tempests and the voice of the waves of the sea heaving themselves beyond their bounds, and all things shall be in commotion. And surely men's hearts shall fail them, for fear shall come upon all people. And so in his wisdom, our God moved upon the prophet Joseph and upon uh, those who would follow him to, um, to give them this message that there is hope that we need not fear, that we need not worry. And you know, there's people who go and say, you've got to prepare, you've got to have your storehouse, and all those things are important. We have our storehouse. But it's on the Lord Jesus Christ that we need to place our eyes and our hope. He is the hope that uh, we can have that will uh, bring us through this calamity and these things uh, that uh, are to come. I, uh, so I looked this up. I looked up the word hope, and I, um, and I hope I don't lose you here because I wanted to read some scriptures that have to do with hope as our Lord sees it. And um, I'll just read through these. First one is familiar. It says, No one can assist in this work. Except he be, shall be humble and full of love, having faith, hope, and charity. Wherefore, if a man have faith, he must needs have hope, for without faith there cannot be any hope. And again, behold, I say unto you that he cannot have faith and hope, 
save he shall be meek and lowly of heart. If so, his faith and hope are in vain, for none is acceptable before God save the meek and lowly of heart. And these two things, faith and hope, are so closely tied together you can hardly separate them. And now, as I said, concerning faith, faith is not to have a perfect knowledge of things. Therefore, if ye have faith, ye hope for things which are not seen, which are true. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then with patience... We do wait for it. Wherefore, remember that ye were in times past Gentiles in the flesh, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh, by the blood of Christ. And it came to pass that after Aaron had expounded these things unto him, the king said, What shall I do that I may have this eternal life of which thou hast spoken? Yea, what shall I do that I may be born of God, having this wicked spirit rooted out of my breast, and receive his spirit that I may be filled with joy, that I may not be cast off? At the last day, behold, said he, I will give up all that I possess. Yea, I will forsake my kingdom that I may receive this great joy. But Aaron said unto him, if thou desirest this thing, if thou will bow down before God, yea, if thou will repent of all thy sins and will bow down before God and call on his name in faith, Believing that ye shall receive, then then shalt thou receive the hope which thou desirest. And it came to pass that when Aaron had said these words, the kings did bow down before the Lord upon his knees. Yea, even he did prostrate himself upon the earth and cried mightily, saying, O God, Aaron hath told me that there is a God. And if there is a God, and if thou art God, wilt thou make thyself known unto me? And I will give away all my sins to know thee, and that I may be raised from the dead and be saved at the last day. Wherefore, there must be faith, and if there must be faith, there also must be hope. And if there must be hope, there must also be charity. And except ye have charity, ye can in no wise be saved in the kingdom of God. Neither can ye be saved in the kingdom of God if ye have not faith. Neither can ye have, neither can ye if ye have no hope. And if ye have no hope, ye must be in despair. And despair cometh because of iniquity. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Wherefore, ye must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God 
and of all men. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. I uh, thank you for your patience in reading through all those, but I knew that I could not hit all of those um, all of those important points that are brought out in the scriptures that have to do with the hope that we should have. And you know, um, it came to me that uh, hope is like a good marriage. Now some of you are probably thinking, now what? What are you talking about? So let me explain that to you, how hope is like a good marriage. And uh, I ask you couples, you married couples, to, to think back to that day. It may be just a couple years ago. It maybe was more than a couple years ago like me. 25 years ago, actually, that day that uh, you were wed to your husband and to your wife, and uh, think about how you felt on that day, that uh, the day of your wedding. You have the beautiful bride, you have the handsome groom, maybe not so handsome now, but he's handsome then, and uh, you had such aspirations, you had such dreams about the future, and you had such hope in what would take place. And uh, as uh, many of you know who have, uh, that was many years ago, uh, what is it that you do to have a good marriage? Well, you, um, you, hear, you think about uh, how some of us, you know, we get up in the morning, we get dressed, and uh, we go to work. And uh, do we come home in the evening and say, uh, where's my dinner? And eat our dinner and then uh, watch a little bit of TV and go to bed. No, you have to work on your marriage, don't you? That doesn't take place. You have to come home and uh, you ask your companion, say, uh, how was your day? How was your day? You know, you have to cultivate that relationship you have to have an interest in what they say. You listen to them, and uh, you respond back, and that way they know that uh, that uh, you uh, truly have an interest in what they're saying. And uh, you spend time with them. You go on these date nights. You go on date nights uh, out. And you spend time together, and uh, you get to uh, where you develop that relationship. And you grow in that. And you have humility, don't you? We know about that. You can't always be right. You have to have humility. And you have to sacrifice, don't you? You have to sacrifice for the other person. You learn that all too well when you have kids, don't you? That you sacrifice, you know, their their, uh, worth and um, the things that they need takes precedence above the things that you need. And so then after you have done all of these things in this uh, this relationship that you have with your companion, 
Then when it comes to those hard times, those difficult times, maybe it's illness, maybe it's lack of money, you lose your job, that you know the other person is there, don't you? They're there for you. You know that they'll stick with you. They won't leave you. They'll support you. They'll pray for you. They'll do whatever it is because you've cultivated that relationship. And you have hope, don't you? You have that hope. It's, it's almost more than hope. You know that they will be there with you. And brothers and sisters, that's how our relationship has to be with our Heavenly Father. His Son, Jesus Christ, as the church, as the bride of Christ, we have to cultivate that relationship with him. We have to grow on it. We have to work on him, work on it. We draw nearer to him. We allow him to come into our life and to give us direction and guidance that he might be part of our life and part of the decisions that we make. How we think, what we say, what we do, that this relationship might grow. And we pray to him, but more than that, brothers and sisters, we pray to him, but we listen, don't we? We listen to what it is that he would tell us, and we learn humility. Very important. I read that scripture to you here as we began, that um, uh, we cannot uh, serve the Lord unless we have humility. It's important. You can't have hope unless you have humility. And so we have humility and we sacrifice. We sacrifice the things in our lives for him, for that relationship. And then when those hard times come, when those difficult things arise in our life, we lose our job, we have health issues, our companion leaves us, we could go on and on, that we know because of that relationship that we have with Jesus Christ that he is going to be there, that we can call on him, that he's going to send his spirit to be with us and to lift us up, that everything is going to be okay. That's hope, brothers and sisters. That's the hope that we have to have that we learn to have, that we develop through Jesus Christ. And you know, another thing that comes out of that relationship, and I was praying about this because I didn't understand this, and I, and I don't know if this is the best example, but you know, when, um, when I, uh, I was in the Air Force for three years and I was stationed in Scott, at Scott over in Belleville, Illinois, and we had a um, we had a family practice residency there, and uh, so we would round with them. And I was I was the uh, uh, attending physician, and my job to teach them and to make sure they were doing the right thing and so on. And uh, when I went there, my wife and I we uh, had just started dating. Believe it or not, we 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 started dating a month before I left. And it's a good thing that I didn't uh, get sent far away. I could come home easily. But uh, we dated for a year, and then after a year, we, we got engaged. And then I was engaged the, uh, the second year. And then we got married. 
And I was there then my third year. I was married, and she moved out to Illinois. And a funny thing happened because one of the residents came up to me in that third year, and he said, you know, and I'm going to paraphrase somewhat because I can't remember the exact words he is. You know, uh, when uh, when you first came here, you... Uh, you, you were kind of hard on us, you know, you, you asked us questions and tried to kind of embarrass us because we didn't know the answers, and uh, you, you kind of yelled at us uh, some, and, uh, but uh, you've changed. You're a completely different person, and I, I want to know what is it that's happened that all of a sudden you're a different person, and it was because I got married. Now, see, I thought I was a nice guy, okay? And we all do. We think we're, we think we're good people, don't we? But you know, in Jesus Christ, when we develop this relationship with him and he becomes part of our life, we become, as Arthur Oakman says, we become our better self, don't we? We become something more than we can be on our own. And that's what that relationship with my wife had brought out, is that it brought out love. You know, our Heavenly Father is love. And if His Spirit dwells in you, you cannot help but love. It's true. And I didn't understand that, and that's what I was praying about, this faith, hope, and charity. How are they related? Because I could understand how faith and hope grew together. And this, this experience, this uh, thing this resident came and told me, that came to my mind. I thought, well, you know, maybe that, maybe that partly explains it. You'll have to pray about that, saints. I think we can, we can learn to live that. His spirit can come into us and, and we can love. Love in ways that we have not, cannot ordinarily love others. And so our hope, our hope must be in Jesus Christ. You know, there's a lot of things in this world that would, uh, that vie for our attention and that we could try to place our hope in. It could be the thing that we're going to fall back to. I know people who, uh, uh, you know, for instance, they've got a lot of guns. I have a partner I used to work with. He had a huge walk-in safe just of all the guns. And he said if anything ever went wrong, that he'd have his guns there to uh, protect himself. There's a lot of things we could put our trust in in this world, but we need to put our trust and our hope in Jesus Christ. And I read that scripture here in that list. It says that Despair cometh because of iniquity. And I got to thinking about that. And you know, um, I believe that we, uh, we lose that objective. We lose that focus, our focus of hope, which is Jesus Christ, when we uh, attempt to uh, substitute things of the world for the, for the light of Christ, for the things of the gospel. And we do this all the time. We do. You know, in our daily life, we have to. We have to think about paying our bills and, and going to work and uh, 
being able to uh, provide food for our family and shelter. But there's other things, too. We, we substitute these things in, uh, and we substitute in them in for the light of Christ. And, um, and you know, uh, this takes place with, uh, it's with subtlety, and we don't really even realize it's happening. And I think, um, you know, a, a, a good example, I think to myself, you know, the weekend comes and I've got some free time finally, and what is it that I'm going to do? Well, you know, hey, let's watch a movie. And I'm not saying that all movies are bad, but I've seen this, how the, uh, how the, the, uh, the doctrine or the ideology of the world, how it has creeped into not only just the R-rated movies and the PG-13 movies, but into the G-rated movies. It has infiltrated in there, and, uh, and when we watch those things, uh, many times I see that in the movie. You have the thinking of the world to put your trust in the arm of the flesh. And so what is it that you can do? What is it that you can do if you... If you're bored, you know, you want to go and you want to listen to some music or, or watch a movie. And I'm not saying these things are necessarily bad, but do they turn your eyes to the Savior? And, you know, uh, what would happen if instead of watching that movie, we sat down and we read the scriptures? Or we had a talk with our family about, you know, one of the stories in the scriptures of... Uh, Something that, uh, you know, Samson and Delilah, or we could go on. What if instead of listening to uh, some of that music, uh, we sang, sang hymns, sang hymns to ourselves, or we taught our children, say, hey, we're going to memorize this hymn. What if it, in that spare time, we decided that we would pray? As I said, that uh, Moroni says that despair cometh because of iniquity. And I think that uh, when we go and we substitute these things in, that uh, we begin to partake of that despair. You know, it leaves an emptiness in it. I know I've had weekends where I watched a great movie that I wanted, and all I had was emptiness there at the end of the day. But if I read my scriptures... I had hope. I had that spirit. I learned something out of this. And so it's uh, we can't just go to church on Sunday and preach twice a year. It's a lifestyle, isn't it? It's a lifestyle that we must develop. And the Apostle Paul says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. And we could think of this as that we are giving up these things of the world. We are sacrificing these things that we might have the things of God in our life. And if our eye be single to the glory of God, it says our whole bodies will be filled with light. Would you like to be filled with that light? Your whole body. Just think of the things that you would understand. Just think of the things you could do. If we had that spirit and it filled all of us to the brim, to overflowing, why, we'd have, we'd have prophecy. People would be healed. We'd speak the things of the gospel. 
But we don't, do we? We we like to have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. We have to have both feet in the kingdom, saints. Both feet planted firmly in that kingdom. In order that we might have that hope, as Paul says, that's an anchor to the soul, steadfast and sure. That's the type of hope that we want That's the hope that we will need in times of trouble. And I think about our good brother, Herbert Hinton. Many of you know him. He was known. He could come to a prayer meeting and, you know, there's a prayer part of the service and there's a testimony part of the, the service. Well, the prayer part of the service, that could be just Herbert Hinton. He could pray for 15, 20 minutes. I, I don't know if anybody ever actually clocked him or recorded him. But I remember Brother Herbert. We were down here at the school. So this was back in, I think, 87 maybe. And he had the morning worship and he came up and he said, uh, said I had a dream last night. And he says, I don't normally, I've not been one to have dreams. That's not really been my gift or my nature, but I had this dream, and in it, he says, I saw the priesthood, and the priesthood, it was just kind of their silhouette, it was kind of like a shadow, couldn't really see their face or who they were, but but he knew that these men were the priesthood, and they were, um, they were dark, kind of like a shadow, but part of them, part of them was lit up. It was, it was lit, light, and some of them, it was like here from their waist up. Some of them, it was their shoulders that was, and up above. Some of it was just the top of their head. And he said, I saw these men that they, uh, they had these different degrees of light, of the spirit with them. And then he saw the Savior And he came out and he threw out these life preservers to these men. And on the side of these life preservers, there were scriptures. And I remember Brother Herbert, he was just quoting those scriptures off. Because he had just seen them that night before. He was reading those scriptures off. And I wish I could tell you what those scriptures were. But those life preservers went out to those men. And those men were filled with light. Completely. So, brethren, what degree of light would you want in your life? Do you want to just be lit from here up? Or do you want to be have your whole body filled with light? I think he saw our day, don't you? We seems like that's the day that we live in. And, you know, I, uh, I went out on the lake with some friends last weekend it was a nice day, water was calm, and the uh, sky was blue, and I thought about that. You know, when is it that we need life preservers, you know? Well, it's not, it's not when the weather's nice, it's when there's a storm, isn't there? And you think about that, how the sky, it turns dark, except for occasional lightning that lights it up. 
and the wind begins to blow and those waves, they, they roll high and your boat moves up and down. If you've ever been out of a storm like that. And the water, it'll roll over the deck if you have big enough boat for that. And that's when it sweeps men off the deck, isn't it? They, they're out in the water, they're struggling. They're floating, they're trying to keep, uh, keep their head above water. That's when you need a life preserver, isn't it? In the storm. And the Savior of man throws out the line. He throws out the line. He reaches out his hand to bring you back on the ship. That's what our Savior's doing, brothers and sisters, just like that dream our brother Herbert had. I think we're, we all know the day we live in. Will you reach out your hand and clasp his, for he is mighty to save. Hope, brothers and sisters, our hope, our only hope, can be in Jesus Christ, not in the things of this world. They may bring you pleasure for a season. They may give you joy for a short while. But the eternal joy can only be found in the Savior of men. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, We are, of all men, most miserable. You realize that after you've attained that hope. Nothing else will bring you that joy and that satisfaction except the spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll conclude here, read to you a a short poem I've got. It says, Place your all in the Savior. Accept no substitutes for his grace. Come to him spent, weak, and poor. He considers not wealth, age, or race. Place your all in his power. Cast off things of lesser worth. Draw near to him every hour. Experience the gift of new birth. Place your all in his knowledge. We can see only dimly ahead. Find truth in each scriptural passage while the world by blindness is led. Place your all in the hope of the kingdom. Only false hope in others is found. Let his light fill your mind, body, and song. That bright hope in your soul will resound. Place your all in the Savior for no other can save in the end, his blessings and favors are sure. Enter into his joy. Amen.
Oh, dear kind and gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for that light that you have shared through us through the spoken word. Thank you for your servant, Eric, who has prepared himself and been thy vessel to deliver this light of Jesus Christ into our midst today. Gracious Father, please send that with us. Let that hope in Jesus Christ be the hope that we leave here with and, and reside in our hearts and minds in the days coming forth. Thank you once again, Father, in the name of thy Son, who is Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Thank you.